Every person dreams of owning that one fun weekend ride, a sports car, something that's sporty to take you from here to there. With a shift in ownership these days, moving from the three-car driveway to only having one or two sports cars, or a segment that's slowly diminishing and disappearing from the world altogether. And even though these products make us want to drive and have fun, there's not enough people out there who just seem to want to have fun anymore. Today, we're going to talk about the sports car market, where it came from, where it's been, and where it possibly is going. Autoworks.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. Welcome back to the Autolux Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J. himself. Coming to you from podbeam.com and autolux.net and all of our link sites for many other streaming services from iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Amazon Music. And if you like the episode you hear today, please like, share, or comment on social feeds, Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Today we're taking a look at the sports car market. Where is it going? And where has it been? Well, sports cars have been around for a long time. And starting in the 50s, sports cars became that extra vehicle. Moving into the 60s, more and more people started having at least a third vehicle. That weekend warrior vehicle. Coupes and convertibles are slowly moving out and fun back road sports cars. Roadsters, like the MGB, were things that people wanted as an extra in their life. And by the 70s and 80s, everybody wanted them and everybody had them. Sports cars were booming. They were everywhere. Every company had at least one or two. I'll take a look at the lineup for Nissan way back in the 90s. They had the Nissan Pulsar, the Nissan 180SX, the Nissan 240SX, the Nissan 300ZX, El Toyota, the MR2, the Celica, the Supra. You know, everybody had sports cars. They were a thing. All kids getting out of school between the 70s, 80s, and into the 90s, their first vehicle, they wanted a two-door fun sports car. Didn't matter if it had was only two two front seats or even if it had back seats. Back seats were even better because you could bring your friends. But this market is changing. We're now shifting away from the three vehicle driveway and people don't want fun vehicles. As we outlined in our alternative lifestyle vehicles, the ALV marketplace, which is booming now, people want a vehicle that does everything. And moving into a one vehicle driveway and with COVID set in and bringing people home, the use for even having two vehicles now just seems ridiculous, let alone having a fun sports car. So what happened? An entire generation that didn't want to own a first vehicle. How many people, even within my age group, do I know of who've only got their license recently? Waited until their 30s before they even got a license. Lots of them. And how many of my friends do I know of that even own sports cars? Myself included, I never even had one. I'm a muscle car, but I don't have a sports car. It wasn't even my first vehicle. I had a five-speed. It was a sporty, but wasn't a sports car. I so badly wanted one. And like a lot of people, I knew even growing up in high school, a lot of gearheads went out and either got them or they got coupes or they got sedans. The demand wasn't there. And I started to know that in the early 2000s when Toyota finally got rid of the MR2 and soon after it, the Celica disappeared. And with the Supra already gone, they had nothing. Honda got rid of the S2000. The Prelude was even gone, even though it's a coupe. It's gone. Nissan was down to just the Z. The Skyline was there, but it wasn't in all markets. Just the Z. And even the North Americans. Dodge had the Viper and nothing else. Ford had the Mustang and nothing else. Chevrolet only had the Corvette. Sports cars were diminishing. All because nobody wanted to get their license. People moving into bigger cities helped. My brother didn't get his license until he had to live at my mother's house in the middle of nowhere. 
when he lived at home with us. He didn't need it. I had a vehicle and could drive him everywhere. My dad had a vehicle and could drive him everywhere. He didn't need it. And he still doesn't need it. Still doesn't own a car because he lives in big cities. And now with companies like Uber and Lyft, ride-sharing programs, even subscription cars, the sports car market isn't there. And when you add in the demise of five speeds, kids these days, like... Try and find somebody who knows how to drive a stick shift. You can find somebody who knows how to change a tire these days quicker than you can find somebody who knows how to drive a stick shift. Out of myself, on my wife's side of the family, I think of everybody I know on her side, I'm the only one who knows how to drive a stick shift. My parents' side, my dad's side, most of my uncles and aunts know how to drive a stick shift. But when it comes to my cousins, there's only about two or three of us. And there were a lot of grandkids there. So when you go from the heydays of the 80s and 90s, we have products like the Sylvia, the Thunderbird, the Celica, the Volkswagen Corrado, the Maserati Shamal, the Plymouth Laser. God, even Chrysler had products within this. All diminished. When I was growing up, my door to my room was covered in pictures of cars. And it was so easy to find pictures of sports cars in magazines. But what also contributed to the fall of the sports car industry? Its rise were created by a younger generation who wanted to go fast and have fun. That first sentence is problematic. Going fast. With countries like China not allowing aftermarket industries, in places in North America cracking down heavily on street racing, and even some European countries countries banning aftermarket accessories as well. A crackdown on street racing. And knowing that if you drive a two-door sports car, you're a likely target from police at all times. Being under the age of 35 and driving a sports car makes you a target for 30 figures on the road. Driving your parents' sedan, even if it's lower, makes you less of a target. So sports cars had that stigma of police entrapment. And then we come to the largest automotive market in the world. When I first started getting Chinese car companies and learning about them back in about 2008, even then when I started really exploring them between 2008 and 2011 when they just exploded and I started getting all that information their markets opened up and you were able to see the products they had coupe models convertibles even sports cars those companies didn't make them. You know, the Geely Dragon was one of the very few that I found. It wasn't like here. We could have a Mitsubishi Eclipse, a Plymouth Laser, or an Eagle Talon all built off the same thing. Where Dodge had the Daytona, Ford had the Thunderbird, and Chevrolet had the Fiero. Hell, they created the Pontiac Solstice and Sky. <sighs> Mazda had the RX-6, the RX-8, the RX-7, the Miata. They had tons and tons of different sports cars out in the world. With a crackdown of law enforcement against street racing and countries full-out banning aftermarket accessories, add to that the rise in urbanism, rideshare programs, sports cars were demising. Sure, Fast and the Furious brought new sports cars and new things to us, but it decreased our ability to get them. And with companies looking at that marketplace, seeing that they need to team up, look at the Toyota Supra these days. The Supra is built on the same platform as a BMW Z4. This is the same product. The BRZ, the GT86, the MX-5, the Fiat Spider. Most sports cars today are built in collaboration with even other companies' products. Well, General Motors did that when they released the Pontiac Solstice. They teamed it up with the Saturn Sky, which also had a Daewoo counterpart, which also had an Opel counterpart. You know, they teamed it up because they needed to make profit off of it because the profit margins just weren't there for the amount you were going to sell. And as I get closer to my 40s, I start to realize that even people in a midlife crisis these days, they don't go out and buy a sports car. They may get rid of the minivan and move into a sedan, but they don't get rid of the sports car. Creating a lifted truck is more common in my hometown than it is with creating a modified sports car. I'm one of the few people who actually have a three-car driveway. And if you add in my fun car, it's 
four vehicles. Five if I had the room to store another one. So this loss is bringing down the sports car marketplace, which is very unfortunate. But what can we do to help it? Is there a silver lining that sports cars can come back from the brink of death to give us some fun again? Well, now with people moving out of major cities, in my home province of Ontario, the biggest city in Canada is Toronto. It's a few hours away from me, but just within this year, my housing prices being hours away from Toronto have increased. Why? Because there are people who grew up in my hometown who moved to Toronto to get better jobs and more money. And they said they didn't want to live in these small towns. They wanted to be next to everything. Well, that's the thing. Everybody wants to be next to everything. But when COVID set in and everything shut down and my friends are stuck in their downtown Toronto condos looking at an amazing view but can't go out and enjoy it. And I'm sending them videos of myself in a kayak on a lake that's down the street from me out for hikes in the bush going for drives to the country they were jealous they finally got to see what living in the bush is like snow machining is upon us for the winter right from my doorstep i could snow machine quad dirt bike i could do all of that but how is this going to save sports cars and its marketplace i'll tell you how the doctor of the automotive industry knows and understands these markets how is covid pushing people back into their hometowns smaller communities where they can get out and enjoy the world how is that going to help sports cars well now that these people are working from home and they can put their kids on the bus and get them off the bus while still maintaining their job at home they don't need two vehicles that they have to put their kids in they only need one you can get that alternative lifestyle vehicle or a crossover utility vehicle or a hybrid or a sedan or anything like that to move your family around and go places then you yourself and your partner can buy a sports car if you're both working from home, like my wife and I were all summer, I chose to get my fun car back on the road this year. Why? Why am I going to pay for this big burly V6 four-wheel drive truck when I can park it and take my little four-cylinder pocket rocket and go drive to the store when I want something? It was fun. It was enjoyable. And because I don't live in a city congested with people, I can open her up. I can have fun. The rise of suburbanism in the 2020s will bring an increase in demand to the sports car market again. And considering the fact that millennials are getting close to midlife crisis time, it is a perfect chance for car companies to exploit their extra hard-earned money now that their kids don't need babysitters. And by having sports cars, a company like Mazda, who still has the MX-5 Miata out there, is going to make money. And everybody says this virus was a horrible thing for the economy. There are benefits to being shut down and trapped in your house. Exploiting this market through the GT86, BRZ, Miata, Spider, Boxster, TT could help bring back the sports car market. Give us something fun. And hell, it could even get more people interested in driving a stick shift. Sports cars aren't just about a status symbol. They're not about showing off your power and how much fun you like to have when you're not working. They're also a great way to enjoy your weekends, to enjoy that horrible drive to that horrible job you got to go into because you hate everything there when i had to go back to work i drove my pocket rocket to work i hate going to work I hated the environment. It's stressful. I'm on edge all day working as an estimator, having so much crap thrown at you, being yelled at inside sales, outside sales, managers all day. The second I step foot inside my fun little pocket rocket with the illusion of that sports car appeal and flying out of that parking lot, even though it's eight minutes for me to get home, it's the most enjoyable eight minutes of my day.
day. When I got home with a smile on my face, my wife knew I was happy. When I come home now that the car's parked, I come home grumpy and miserable. Miserable that I can't work from home and do this permanently. But with a sports car, I had fun. That is something that could save the sports car market and bring back some of the famous names like the Mitsubishi Eclipse, Eagle Talon, 3000 GT, Dodge Stealth, MR2, Pulsar, Fiero. Hell, they can even bring back the Cuda nameplate. The Honda S2000. How Honda needs to bring the S660 here. 240SX. The 180SX. Thunder. The FTO. Think about it. All the cars that have left us. They could all return because now we don't need two full drive vehicles to get our kids in and around. We can now have a fun date night vehicle. And with all of us moving to urbanized areas, we're going to want that. Because as the world starts to open up after all of this, people are going to want to go out and enjoy life. And that's where products like camper vans, RVs, full-size pickup trucks, and even sports cars are going to make profit. So in the end, is there a world for sports cars? Do they have a future? Can they make it in the world today? Well, until COVID happened, sports cars seemed like they were a dying breed. But now with more and more people being able to work from home, sports cars just might have a future in the automotive world. So from autolux.net, we have to say sports cars are one of our favorite segments. We love them. We want them. We've had fun in them. We know we've never actually fully owned one, but the ones we have been in and driven are amazing. And they are something that you need to have in your life. And when you hit that midlife crisis, don't look at that 20-year-old. Don't look taking off on a vacation for yourself. Buy yourself a fun little sports car and go drive around the back roads with your spouse. You can both come home with a smile on your face from not just driving around the back roads, from, you know, other things. And please help out the sports car market. So if you liked what you heard today, please tell your friends, family, Family and other fans of the automobile industry about sports cars and how they're going to help us enjoy life to its fullest of the future as we all move into more suburban type areas and rural areas for the future to work from anywhere this type of product might be something that we want to consider and with more companies considering getting back into the marketplace there might be a few more products to look at now from autolux.net and podbeam.com please like share or comment about this podcast with anyone you know and if you wish to find us please take a look on our site for all the links to many of our other host sites from spotify google play amazon music itunes stitcher tuned in and many many others inclusive of autolux.net and our full-scale reviews of automotive designs from around the world in our year-end reviews of every brand new vehicle from around the world brought right to your screen i'm everett jay saying strap yourself in for this one fun wild ride autolux podcast is taking you on with sports cars